0: hello everybody welcome back to excuse me uh everybody welcome back to another episode of the Santi time podcast where no matter if it's easter time western time or pacific time it'll always be santi time and uh today and uh this is the first recording of the year which is 2024 i can't believe it i feel like uh i feel like 2023 was yesterday hell Hell, it doesn't even feel like hell, it doesn't even feel like it's been like four years into the new into into the 2020s really, which is crazy to me. Definitely you know? not. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Yeah. Uh so I have a new guest with me. He is a notable letterbox he is a very well known letterbox user. Uh uh good friends with Joe Aragon's also known as Cinema Joe. Um Nathan Spencer, how you doing, man?
1: I'm doing well. How about you, man?
0: Uh pretty well, not too bad, man. Not too bad. Uh pretty pretty wet over here on Long Island, but you know what? That's okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's uh we're getting hit with a winter storm pretty bad too. Uh raining on the way in and then this upcoming weekend which uh middle of January basically. Uh Oof. it's going to get down to about 2 degrees at night, which I'm in the mid-south and so that's not super common to be honest
0: that is not so that doesn't sound fun at all but hope you're staying warm you know
1: yeah we're we're doing our best we'll be okay
0: great great uh so uh i invite you here nathan because uh because we are doing a top five movies of 2023 which which could have happened a week ago but 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 it's because you know it was the holidays we were both like you know having fun with our families and whatnot but speaking of the holidays uh how was your how was your holidays man
1: it was good it was good I appreciate you asking uh, you know lots of time spent with family visited my wife's family this year um, last year we visited mine traveled to visit mine so you know taking turns as as you do uh, <laughs> in any relationship um, tried honestly not a lot of movie watching just because of traveling um, but have been catching up over the past couple of weeks to try and get as close to an accurate top five as I can be for the recording. Although we'll be honest, there are still a couple of films and we can even mention them after the fact um, yeah, right. as to not spoil now, but still some films where I live that uh, have not been released and have not had any opportunity to see. So um, we'll mention that after if, or at least I will, if that way no right. one's wondering why X movie is not mentioned.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. If if the movie that you're expecting to be on here isn't on here, then you know we'll tell you why. As for my holidays, pretty I was about good. To say
1: how were yours? Yeah, how were yours? Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, my dad's friends came to visit for Christmas and New Year's, so so it's ba- so it was basically my dad's friend, my dad's friend. Since they were like kids, he brought his wife and their two daughters. We and we all had a lovely time. We went to this. We, um, every, like, like, like every day during the week of Christmas, we, um, we went to the city, like, like we went to the city to like, you know, show them the sights. by the way, they came from Spain. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 Both my mom and dad came like basically are, are basically, you know, Spaniards. So uh, like every so often my dad would invite his friends over and he would, he would like show them around and whatever. And yeah it was fun and uh for new years um this is actually my uh, dad. and as for new years um I, uh, we had to do a shopping for um for for uh, three for uh, for three kings day if anybody knows what that holiday is it's basically it's basically leftover gifts from christmas you know like 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 oh like if you didn't get the gift that you wanted then 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 here's the gifts that you actually yeah. want, you know. Like it's kind of like a it's kind of like a consolation prize thing, which is <laughs> which, which was fun. I got a lot of shit. Like I like I posted the haul my Insta story. Like yeah. there, there's so much. Like like I have two Lego sets. One is a Van Gogh painting. The other is a Vespa. There you I go. Have, I have um I I have I have two Ghibli books. One being the <laughs> Art of Wind Rises in Japanese. The other one is Wait. a it's a Ghibli um encyclopedia it- it- thing. Right. Uh I have the, I, I got a really nice bag, a beanie, and and what I got was a math was Matthew Perry's memoir. Oh, cool. and I, yeah. I I I yeah, I nearly broke down in front of my family because like uh, 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 as soon as I opened, I was like I, I, I need a minute. I I need a minute. I, I don't like, like like I didn't even finish opening it. I just like I just left it in the paper because I was like because I because I was completely in shock. Like, like you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Whatever.
1: No, it's uh. I haven't read that. I haven't read that. I've heard. I've heard good things about it. I have a few friends who have. Um, and of course, you know, that's just a, such a tragic loss. But I know. Yeah, I mean. I'll be honest, I I didn't really grow up watching Friends. My sister did uh, wasn't I wasn't as big into it. I was more into Seinfeld uh, when it comes mm. to, I guess, 90 <laughs> sitcoms. That was my sitcom of choice. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's cool. Uh, the Lego sets especially piqued my interest. Uh, that's uh, that's something that I do on the side as well. Something me and my wife enjoy nice doing together, so.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so, so holidays aside, what did you, what do we think about this year in movies? Like 2023 in movies, it's been pretty interesting, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this year is a, um, it's a bounce back in a lot of ways, uh, especially when it comes to not necessarily not IP, um, but when it comes to movie going um, films like Barbie doing so well, Oppenheimer especially doing so well, almost making a billion dollars as an R-rated adult drama, you just don't see that. You know, that that is not, that's never really been the norm. That's always a rarity. And so that's cool to see. Um, the comic book film has kind of gone by the wayside already. That was a rapid rapid yeah. decline like even for someone like me who has just increasingly lost interest year by year um, as the not just as the saturation has increased but the product itself has decreased in quality and this year mainstream audiences caught up uh and so there was a huge shift in terms of those those films underperforming i mean not to belabor that, but it is wild to go from just a couple of years ago, any Marvel film was a surefire billion-dollar movie, if not or close to it. Mm-hmm. And this year, Marvel only had one film make a significant profit,
0: and that was of, Guardians Three, which was yeah, yeah, actually Guardians a good 3. movie. Yeah, which
1: is which is a very enjoyable not... film. I, probably the only one. That's definitely the only one that I enjoyed. And I, I'll be honest, I didn't even see all of them. It's the first year that that's happened, so
0: it's not it's not because that it was like another like Marvel Studios movie thinking that like oh, th- th- thinking like, oh th- thinking like, oh, it's Marvel, like people will go see this movie anyway. It's the fact that it's j it's just the fact that it's that, that it was written and directed by somebody who you know gave a shit and yeah and 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 people loved the Guardians, people cared about the guardians and and they wanted and and everybody was interested. It rocket's backstory that was the draw and it ended up being really great you know
1: yeah yeah and then you know uh spider-verse 2 which i think i mean i won't i won't say my feelings on it yet but obviously that was another exception in terms of the uh the overall trajectory of the year people love Did miles you...
0: morales what could what, what what can you say you know
1: exactly big year for all tours you know uh, especially new kind of the new hollywood brats in a lot of ways and then some big 90s filmmakers had a couple you know had some films come out this year um it's just exciting honestly It was exciting to go back to the movies first year since the pandemic where it felt like normal movie going routines at least for me where like I was going regularly it wasn't any restricted seating um friends were you know getting back into movies again this year going again so that was wow. cool. But
0: uh, what about you? What What are your thoughts? I, yeah. Um, if like uh, now, tw- now basically, I consider like both 2019 and 2022 to be two of like the best years in movies because, like, specifically <clears throat> in 2019, we've had like you know like third movies from like directors coming out, you know, and like like specifically for example, like Ari Aster, <laughs> like for example, Ari Aster's third. Actually, no. Second, sorry. Um, Ari Aster's second movie was *Midsummer*, that came out in 2019. Greta Gerwig's second movie was *Little Women*, which came out in 2019. Yeah. And and of course, and of course, you've had *Knives Out*. Um, um, you've had the decline of um *Star Wars* and movies with *Rise of Skywalker*, which was complete shit. But I will. But Mm, but I won't get too much into that. (laughs) I'd rather um, not talk about that. (laughs) Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, we will. And um. And we've also, uh, 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 and we've also, uh, 2019 was also the year where like people got into foreign language movies because of Parasite, like all because Bong Joon Ho essentially got people into international features. With 2022, it got, it got, it got people like open to like a new take of comic book movies with the Batman, which masterpiece in my eyes, you know, like one of Mm -hmm. my favorite movies ever. And as for 2023, this is where people got converted into actual cinema, you know, like people like for the first time you see people like, you know, get into I don't want to sound pretentious here, but (laughs) real movies, you know, like uh, people like people were interested. Yeah, people are now interested in adult adult R-rated dramas, you know, even if. I thought that even if it like you know divides a certain amount of people uh, <laughs> uh wink wink uh uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh 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 you know this uh, uh uh you know the discourse and sex scenes which I think is so stupid like mm-hmm. come on like 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 and, and we could talk about that subject if you sure, want to sure. but um and um and, and it also and it also like like put us and it also like gave us a wake-up call in how Hollywood is like, you know, actually, in, in in which of Hollywood's like evil, like you know, practices on how on on how like we've seen like Hollywood's like greedy and evil actions, like considering like the strike that happened, you the know, strikes, the writer's strike, yeah, y- y- yeah, y- yeah, the writers and the strike strikes. We've also seen, and we've also, and we've also again see. And because of that, um, Disney having like the worst year ever with like every movie that came out this year being a flop. Yes. Everyone mm-hmm. minus guard again, minus guardians three, every movie that came out from Disney flopped.
1: Yeah. It was and a I tough year. Even,
0: I didn't even watch wish, you know, like that's how, that's how uninterested I was like in Disney at this point because fuck up really. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was a, it was a rough year for them. Uh, I think it was obviously the strikes big deal. I honestly, I can't believe I didn't mention that when you asked me how I felt about the year, but, uh, I've been so busy with catching up with films. I kind of forgot that that it happened honestly, like just out of sight, out of mind, but that was a huge, huge thing. And that, um, you know, having a new contract for at least for three years, big win. Um, the slate definitely changed missing out on dune although that's going to come out thankfully and excuse me in just like a month or two
0: i was really i was really upset that day when i found out like so upset that i literally made a spotify playlist that said (laughs) dune 2 got delayed and it's all a bunch of like dance
1: bops (laughs) yeah you gotta cheer yourself up i know i know I,
0: I, I, Um, I, i know i know like basically that playlist was a way to like you know distract myself from thinking oh yeah Doom part two, like is not coming out in November. It's coming out, it's coming out in March now. So yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. We'll watch it eventually. Two more months, two more months, maybe.
1: There we go. <laughs> yeah. There
0: we go.
1: Yeah. And I think before we get into our actual top fives, um, one thing that's been enjoyable for me this year is just the, just how many great movies there are.
0: I know, and then know.
1: seeing the v- variety in people's lists. Like on my page, I haven't posted the posted mine yet, just because um, there's a few more things I want to see um, until I do. Until I make that post, I feel comfortable enough now to come on here and discuss what my five favorites are. Um, but yeah, it's just like every every person's list that I look at, the order is different, and also like what's in their top ten is wide-ranging there's a couple constants which i'm sure there'll be a few here um but i feel like the last couple years especially post, especially 2020 through 2022 everybody's top fives have like it's either the same five movies just in a different order you know or Mm -hmm. it's um the same for the same movies there's just been less variety because i feel like there's been less great movies and like per year and this year there's i mean We're only doing top fives and that's going to be rough because my five through my five through 15 I have rated about the same and on any given day I could probably shift them around if you know if I have if I rewatch one before I rewatch another one, you know there's there's plenty of plenty of great films to choose from so.
0: at least 15 movies in my ranked are like all the same rating so like <laughs> I, I i i feel you yeah like it's yeah and, and it's also that like we've been seeing like a lot of like filmmakers like step up their game here you know like 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 this year we had a movie from yogo Santhamos, christopher Nolan, greta gerwig um um kelly reichardt martin's Sp- like like Martin freaking Scorsese, Alexander yeah. Payne made a movie after after what after what five years since since twenty seventeen. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Since yeah. since two thousand seventeen, which is which is like crazy. And um, and of course we've had a new Spider Man movie. We've had a new John Wick movie. Hmm. We've had a, I can't believe I'm saying this, but we had a new John Woo movie that wasn't that great. Which we'll I'll get be to. That-
1: you. I skipped that one.
0: <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, <laughs> no disrespect to one of the ma-
1: one of the great masters. I love John Woo. If no one, if anyone has seen his film called The Killer, not the Fincher film.
0: Oh, yeah. I do like the Fincher. Oh, film. yeah. There are two movies but, called The Killer. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you
1: haven't seen his The Killer, that's something you have to remedy immediately. Uh, I mean, of course, Hard Boiled too. That one's pretty known, but I would say The Killer. Is I think... honestly, the better of those two.
0: Yeah, Hard Boiled is like. To me, like the greatest action movie ever made. <laughs> yeah,
1: Hard boiled just rocks. I mean, it's kind of like I don't know Tony Leung and Chow Yun Fat slow motion shooting two of my favorite guys. Guns. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> it's it's pretty fucking incredible. I don't know yeah. what else to say. You know, it's yeah. uh, it's just one of those totemic films. But yeah, I'm yeah. excited to see your list, man. Should we get yeah. into it?
0: Yeah. All right let's let's get into my let's get to our top five. So I'm gonna go first since I am the host. Yep. Uh, Do it. So my number five is—I'm uh, not going to call it by the America title. Uh sure. How do you live? <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Yeah.
1: What did you think about that one, man? Why is that um,
0: at five? Oh my god! I mean, I mean, like, I was like, I mean, you know, like, it's 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 Hayabizaki, You know, I'm 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 probably I'm, I will love like every movie that he that he you know inevitably puts out, even at his like old age. So like, so like, since I've you know since i've watched the Rin since i've watched ponyo i was eagerly awaiting to see what his next movie could <laughs> what his next movie was going to be since yeah. like, he was like getting out of retirement and, and and for this movie claiming to be like his last movie now he's going out of retirement to make something else a part of me is saying oh that sounds exciting but also he's got to stop he's getting <laughs> old like is is is, is nobody doing anything he can't be like stopped, man he's, no, he's, no. he's too
1: driven he's he, he he's addicted to it he can't give <laughs> I, it up <laughs> i
0: can't i i i guess so 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 anyway um how do you live is a really the it's just it's a so i have this because like it's one of miyazaki's like dead movies like not only is like the animation incredible yeah. like it was it, it like like not only is the animation incredible the story it feels like one of the most very personal movies I've seen from Miyazaki. Like it's essentially, yeah. it's essentially his childhood, told in a way, <laughs> told in a way that he puts all of his elements from his previous movies into them. You have, you basically have, God, you basically have World War Two, Japan, environmentalism, um, um, the afterlife, um, a pac- pacifism like. Like like all that other stuff, and he puts them in this movie. And I would also say that Miyazaki was making a Takahata film, like you know Isayo Takahata, in which he's made movies like Only Yesterday, With the Fireflies, and yeah, and ta- and Taylor Princess Kaguya. He and, and and like I was just like really engaged into into Makito's like development. Also, like Robert Patton's voice as the Heron. Bro, like he was putting. Oh, in so my so you saw voice. the
1: you saw the dubbed.
0: I saw it at sub and dub. So like oh, sub and so dub. like I saw the. I've only sub seen sub.
1: I've only seen subbed.
0: Yeah, and the highlight was was that was that I saw I saw that movie pretty early. So like as soon as like the movie hit like seven o'clock, it started yeah. right away, and I was like, "Oh <laughs> baby, we're 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 doing it, okay." There we go. And, and yeah, it's just like um, it's just really like. I I I I just really like the message on like it's it, it just has a great great message on legacy and how and, and 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 how like your impact as a child can like impact other people and how growing up it'll and and how to like get how to like get over like how to like get over like the loss that you had with your mother and how with your mother and how yeah and, and, and how you can like move on past your trauma to like to like be the person that you got to be and like from Makito's like journey and essentially like Hayao Miyazaki's journey as a child like he takes what he's learned from it and proceeds to like and proceeds to go on to the career that that he strives to like to do and I think that's admirable so yeah
1: yeah, yeah. it's a beautiful film
0: it really um, I love it, it is. too uh
1: but I I won't say anything yet on that
0: so okay great yeah so what is your number five
1: my number five um my number five is showing up kelly reichert's latest film
0: Ooh, Um, i just watched that today i was
1: about to say i was gonna mention it i saw that you logged it today um yeah i saw this back in i believe april um and i had heard about it previously i know it was originally going to come out in 2022 but a24 pushed it i gotta say I think that was a mistake by 24 because it's totally lost this award season. Like no one's really talking about it. Um, yeah, I'm glad you saw it. Um, yeah,
0: but I don't think yeah. Kelly. I don't think Kelly has ever been recognized by any major awards, which, is, which no, is a shame. Like which is
1: and it's also partially bad timing too. First Cow came out uh, right in the midst of COVID, and that was definitely going to be a film to push for awards. But you know, insane season that came out early again early 2020. Uh, and again, nobody, there was no theatrical window. So it's hard to get people to see that. Um, but yeah, showing up Michelle Williams, um, she's fantastic. Uh, I love her in the Fablemans. I love her in Kelly Reichardt films. I'm a big fan of Kelly Reichardt. I love, uh, if, if anyone's seen old, old joy. So one of the on my, very list. Best. on my list on your list. Good. It's one of the very best of the two thousands for sure. Um, She just has such a soft, quiet approach to making movies, really um, contemplative films and just such intimate character studies without being like they're talky, but not really. You know, there's a lot of patience to them. Um, Showing up is maybe my favorite film from her. Now I haven't seen her whole filmography, but it's really just about uh, artists creating art and the stress and fear and anxiety of putting art out into the world and how, um, you know, once you put it out there, what happens to it is no longer in your control. You know, you you tend to yeah, it, you um, care for it, you nurture it, you try to perfect it to your eye at least. Um, but the circumstances of its uh, production, as there's a moment in the film where, like, she makes... Um, she makes these statuettes, yeah. figurines or whatever, and she gets them baked by Andre 3000. And <laughs> yeah. he makes them. <laughs> Andre Benjamin,
0: uh, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he bakes them too long, or some of them too long. And so they come out a little burnt. And it's like, well, what do you do now? You know, like, are they ruined? Is this part of the piece? She didn't intend it that way. But now he sees it as another part of its beauty. And um, that's just one of the things of it. Also, just a really funny movie about friendship and the indie art community honestly which is clearly pulling from reikert's experience um just such a beautiful movie i i love it i bought the a24 uh, blu-ray because i i wanted to re-watch it um and i will soon but yeah anyways if you haven't if you haven't seen showing up highly highly recommend i'm glad you saw it. what did you what did you think about it i saw your ratings so i'm yeah you i it. really <laughs>
0: yeah yeah i really i really adored showing up like um uh like, basically, you've described the film, like, better than I could. Um, yeah, Michelle Williams oh, is great. You. Judd Hirsch was great. John Magaro oh, yes. is really good in this yes. movie. Yes, You I know, agree. like, this is, like, 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 I never thought I'd see John Magaro, like, in another 2020 release movie. And he's really, really good in it. You know, like, him, like, eating, like, 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 the scene where he's, like, eating the cheese at the at the art show perfect
1: <laughs> fantastic <laughs> also me any art show i've been to a few yeah, yeah and, i almost uh, if there's free I almost food put, i'm hovering over there
0: <laughs> yeah i almost put that so so in my letter block so in my letterbox log i i almost put uh sean is <laughs> like sean is so charlie coated if you don't know what i'm talking about it's an always study reference you know charlie yeah. from always study he he, he he eats cheese a lot and like he's eating cheese so i was like tempted to do that <laughs> but I don't, but, but I didn't know if anybody would get it, so. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And
0: and I, and I like the moment where, like, and I like the moment where, like, well, like, spoilers for, like, anybody who hasn't seen showing up, but there's a moment where, like, where it was meant to be tense, but it turns out to be something, like, really, really beautiful, you know?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah what you're yeah. talking about. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yes. And also like Hong Chao is great in it too. Wow, Hong Chao is like, yeah, she's so fantastic. She's not, she's not being recognized enough by the Academy. She was recognized. I mean, she was recognized, but it was for the wrong movie. Like she got nominated for the whale. Her performance in it wasn't even that good. She was, uh, she was yeah. better in the menu actually. <laughs> like,
1: Yeah. That's that. I, I felt the same way. I, I'll be honest. I didn't finish the whale. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't finish it. I, I, I like Brendan Fraser a lot. Um, yeah,
0: I li- I liked Brendan Fraser a lot, too. Good for him for winning the Oscar. I'm happy, again, yeah. happy for his again, career whale...
1: in him, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, but the whale isn't that great, though. I'm not even a big Aronofsky fan, really. Like, I'm not. Same here. Yeah. But okay. So... What's
1: your what's your four?
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I will get to my four in a bit, but closing thoughts for sure. showing up. Uh, sure.
1: My bad. I didn't mean to.
0: Showing Up is a fast. movie where I'm starting to like Kelly Reichardt, and it makes me more eager to like check out the rest of her filmography. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I
0: love, I loved Wendy and Lucy. I I really liked Showing Up, and I will definitely check out her other work soon. So yeah, my yes, number four yes, is get, So my number four is May December. I I and, love that film. Great so, movie. Listen, the best way to get into May December. Is to not know anything about it. I didn't watch trailers. I didn't watch any trailers for it. Nor did I. I didn't watch any trailers for it. Nor did I. Did not. Nor did I not know what the story was about. All I knew was that it starred Natalie Portman. It starred Julianne Moore, and Charlton Heston. And Charlton Heston was getting all this praise. I was like, oh, okay. Like Charles
1: Charles Melton. Although I will say, Charles tra- Charles if Melton. it was Charlton Heston back from the grave. <laughs> That would be pretty fucking incredible. I just got to say,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, oh, Charles Melton. Charles Melton was getting the praise. I was like, oh, like this this actor from Riverdale is getting all the praise. Uh, must be a good movie. Okay, um, I watched it, completely blown away. I was blown away by what Todd Haynes has created. So, uh, so, so like not knowing about the plot. Ha- like has like like not knowing the, not knowing about the plot was like really good for me because, but but because like every because like every like puzzling moment in the movie like uh, makes it it makes it all more like not to say enjoyable but it engages you it engages you into into knowing more about Julianne Moore and Char- and Charles Melton's like you know odd relationship. You know, like how it's like how it started, yeah, how yeah, this yeah. town got affected, and then you have Natalie Portman like trying to like embody this woman and it, embody this woman, kind of like a Persona Igmar Bergman type situation, right? Yeah,
1: definitely. And
0: I love Persona, which is like, oh, okay, oh, okay, that's cool. <laughs> and um, and and the way that the, that the cinematography shows like this like murky like look to it like it's like doesn't just show off like the heatness of like south carolina but it shows off like the murkiness of the question of the oddness of again their relationship and how and how, and their family and and all that and and, and like originally had this set up 4.5 because again i really loved it but then i thought more about all of the details like in May December and all the themes and all and, and, and all these like intricate 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 metaphors like related to like butterflies and insects and how like insects change and how like yeah. and how like what's his, what's his character's name again I forgot his name but like Charles- Joe right yeah Joe like how Joe's character doesn't it didn't exactly like come of age when he was like 13 when he when when he met Gracie May, and 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 essentially like when you see Charles Melton, you assume that he's like playing this like, uh, you assume that he's like playing this like young man, this like you know this still a teenager, but essentially yeah. he's portrayed as this like teenager stuck in a grown man's body, which is like yes. mind blowing to me because like you've seen Charles Melton play a high school jock in Riverdale, and now you see him play this like vulnerable man who was reeling from the trauma and and, and thought that, and the feeling and the feelings that he had thinking that and, like 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 all of his time thinking that he made the right choice but he never got to live the teenagehood that 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 he never got to like live the normal life that he that he missed out on and you know and, and yeah it yeah. just goes to show that Melton's performance is like so good at it and I really and I pray that he wins the Oscar like I really really do
1: <laughs> yeah he's fantastic I love this film too um it's on my honorable mention list actually nice. um it would be it's still high up in my overall rankings for the year Melton uh unbelievable I mean Portman and Moore are getting overshadowed by him um they're both fantastic as well there's a lot of nuance to what they're doing um melton you said it uh well like the cocooned innocence you know he is a teenager he's perpetually stuck as a teenager because he was never allowed to mm-hmm. mature before being set out into the world he was set out into the world as i mean on, hardly even a teenager really just a kid you know a 13 is a teenager but i mean you're not you're not even remotely finished puberty to any degree at that point and so Um, it's just such a thorny subject and it's presentation too, with the cheesy piano, you know, score and all Mm -hmm. that, like it is doing the schlocky, you know, Netflix in a way, uh, true crime (laughs) and, you know, lifetime, uh, exploitation, modern exploitation, just trash fest, but the content and, and what it, and how it comes across is just so nuanced and when the film shifts in the back third to focus entirely on Melton almost entirely on Melton is when the film just elevates Uh, because it was good up until that point and then when it makes him the focal point and really hammers home it's just this it's critique of this just this nasty system of chewing up people for quick tabloid profits um, and how streamers, in a way, have just really skyrocketed that into the the next level with how many true crime and scandal documentaries come yeah. out like every other day on these things. And so, um, and the fact that it was misinterpreted slash rejected by so many uh, people, I think actually kind of proves Haynes' point <laughs> because they probably watched it on the platform thinking it would be one of those things that they watch all the time.
0: Right. So. Right. Yeah, yeah right yeah exactly like that's like a that's also like really good points about may december and uh and uh this movie and carol are the only two like todd haynes movies i've seen so like i have to, i have yet to like see the rest of them yeah so
1: I definitely recommend safe with uh, uh, Moore. safe is fantastic
0: i know it's 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 on my list i was gonna watch safe like after i watched may december but i never got to so uh,
1: it's all right it's it's somewhat of a tough hang it's it's you know i mean if you it's definitely more of a slow burn than may december it's a pretty patient movie but when you realize what's happening again like when you get to that final third and you realize where it's all been building to it's kind of one of those real mindfuck Mm. things interesting highly highly recommend that
0: nice nice okay so you're number four
1: my number four you mentioned it already how do you live slash boy and the heron
0: hell yeah.
1: (laughs) Hayao Miyazaki's film. Uh, I won't spend too long talking about it. You, you covered it uh, already, but um, yeah, I mean, it's just, I put in my review, like metaphors on metaphors on metaphors, and you can spend time picking them all apart if you want to. Um, It's almost not even the point. I think part of the beauty of the experience is just, being placed in Miyazaki's mind. You know, you're, you're placed in his mind, you're in his brain and all these images are from him and he just has to get them out of him. They're coming from a place of him looking at his legacy and going over just all of these thoughts, regrets, achievements, what he's excited about in the future, what he loves from the past, what he hates from the past. Like, it's just so much going on. That um, to pick it all apart, it's almost like to miss the point as just seeing this in the theater, I was like just totally blown away. I was to- completely immersed from the start. So, yeah, yeah I absolutely but, loved it.
0: Yeah, my first Ghibli movie since 2009. No, actually, no, my last one was like when I saw Arieti, I think, with my uh, with my mom and my and my aunt who came to visit. So, yeah. All
1: right. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm, I'm woefully behind in my my Ghibli film watching. I've only seen a. I've only seen this one in *Spirited Away*, uh, which is a, a crime. Oh, whoa, dude,
0: uh, dude, 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 Whoa, <laughs> it's one of my twenty.
1: It's one of my resolutions this year is to get deeper into Ghibli and and really, especially Miyazaki, and explore more. It's worth more it. Of, it's worth more it. Of his I films, think so.
0: I f- yeah, it's it's definitely yeah yeah it's definitely worth getting into like <laughs> getting to, getting into the Ghibli filmography. Like uh, it's it's a it's essentially just like a sandbox of like wonder and yeah. animation and a lot of like great ideas and and a really good story okay okay yeah yeah it's it's yeah as I was saying it's like it's really good storytelling like from this like sandbox of Miyazaki's like you know world and and I can't wait for you to get immersed in it really so yeah nice
1: okay yeah i'm uh, I'm really excited for that it's uh I'm looking forward to it, for sure. I okay. mean, our, my, one of my friends is going through all of them right now, and each one he watches, he's like, oh, yeah, okay, this is a masterpiece. You have to start with this one. He's like, actually, no, this one's a masterpiece, too. Also, this one and this one. And it's just, almost, like, going on and almost, on. Almost so.
0: everything is a masterpiece. Like, almost, yeah. you know. But, yeah. Uh, my number three is Hills of the Flower Moon. Yeah. There was no there was no doubt in my mind that a Scorsese movie was going to make it in my top five. I mean, I mean, Martin Scorsese is, what can you say? Yeah. 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 What can I, what can I say about, about a Scorsese movie? You know, like it's, it's going to be great no matter what really. And like, if, if for any like, you know, movie person who has like a favorite director, most likely people will say Martin Scorsese or at least it'll be one of their favorites. Pillars is, is is another it's not only another masterpiece from the directing legend, but it is one of the most important movies we will ever have in our lifetime.
1: I fully agree. Yeah.
0: yeah. And one movie that is three and a half hours long and it whips by perfectly well. I, and the same for the last movie that he did. Which was The Irishman, which is another masterpiece that is three and a half hours long and whips by so so perfectly. Now, yeah,
1: that's my favorite Scorsese. Actually, The Irishman.
0: Mm, nice, nice. That's a yeah. really that's a yeah that's a really good take. Uh, mine is what's 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 <laughs> that's a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> He's done
1: quite a few. I I ended up actually I went through all of them last year, so it, that. I only it got through on like my brain.
0: <laughs> I only got through like ten of his movies. Like, 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 like going through Scorsese's movies is like, I wouldn't say it's a chore, but it's a lot, you know. Like, it's. A,
1: I mean, the dude's made a lot of movies, so even though most of them are good, I would say he's only made one bad one. It's hard yeah. to get through what twenty six movies from one director. So.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. I would also say that The Irishman is probably like his that is probably like his magnabopus so so with killers um not only did it tell did it tell an untold like story in history but, but 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 it came out during a time during during a very topical time that is like you know happening overseas right now with everything that's happening in Gaza and Palestinian and, and like like essentially like essentially, the tensions between Israel and Israel and Palestine. How it's how how we are having this like eternalized, you know? How we having this like eternal, having this like vile and like horrible thing that's happening, which is genocide. And essentially, and essentially, kills of the flower movie. Essentially, kills of the flower mood. A story that that is told like a hundred years ago is repeating the history that we are now facing now a hundred years later with what's happening, with what's happening in, in Gaza. And I don't mean to like, typically I don't have Santee time, like get into something this political, but, but essentially, but, but but essentially in kills of the Flower moon, the American government has been systemically like wiping out the Osage nation. Now the Israel government is like, it's like wiping out palestinians and it's like
1: it's a clear it's a clear line it's a it's a clear theme i mean it's i you mentioned not getting political uh i personally think caring caring about um as my dog makes a fuss in the background (laughs) i apologize Uh
0: um your dog is pro-palestine which is cool yeah yeah absolutely (laughs)
1: definitely I'm sorry. I'm not trying to make light of that at all. But, um, you know, as c- caring about people and caring about tragedies that are happening and caring about what you said, genocide, caring yeah. about that is, shouldn't be political. Of course, it is in our culture. But, you know, the fact that it is political, I think, speaks to some of the power and some of the tragedy of killers, like you're, like you said.
0: Yeah. And there's a line that, like, De Niro says, like, I forgot... Like, I always forget what it was. It was like, it was like, he said something like, nobody will care. Essentially, everybody's going to look at this as a tragedy and nobody will care. Like, something like that. And um, and aside, Delta, and aside, and aside from its themes in the movie, like, this movie has a lot of great performances. Like, so many great performances. I would say, like, typically I would say DiCaprio and De Niro were great. But Lily... Gladstone absolutely is amazing. Preach. Preach is Gladstone. amazing in this movie. She absolutely, commands man. the screen through her grief stricken face, and Data, and essentially just from her clothes, her hair, her like Data, her, Data, her face, everything like everything like her presence is the performance, right? There is what I would say, and like, and of course, like the score, the score is great. You have uh, you have Thelma Schumacher. Oh Robbie Robertson
1: get... score, man. Not to interrupt, but like Robbie Robertson score, fucking incredible.
0: Yeah, I, I it listen is. to it it's every so... day. Every day, nice.
1: Just about. I have a film score playlist, <laughs> and it's on there. But I typically, when I start it and I hit shuffle, the whatever the Osage Oil Boom, where it's yeah. that driving thumping guitar, like it gets oh, you
0: going. God, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and yeah yeah and like the score is great the cinematography pretty good like a lot of great shots shots in there especially when like the oil workers are like working in this like blazing grass that 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 looks like it's straight out of days of heaven like oh my god wow.
1: great. yes exactly like days of heaven you're you're exactly right man that when i saw that the first time i was like he's really doing that he's he's I mean God, he's so in his bag he's just so deep in his bag it's actually it, it's insane that shot is unbelievable and then like the cross-cutting with lily glass on in bed with the windows like at that exaggerated gothic angle it looks like it's a prison which i mean it is in a way but like he's almost framing it like bars in a jail and it's just ah oh, oh, so good
0: yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and just like and and if, and of course and of course like i want to like get and, and of course i want to like get your thoughts about like the ending like the ending is like it's pretty uncommon for a biopic to like end that way and this like gimmicky like true crime stuff bit and this gimmicky like true crime like true crime thing in a way and then of course like you have like the overhead shot where all the Osage are like dancing. Like it's like almost like almost like almost like every Osage member has entered, you know, the afterlife. And of course, you have that surprise cameo of Martin Scorsese speaking into the mic coming from a man who was passionate about telling this about not only telling this story, but he cared enough to bring to light about what happened to the Osages. And I think that's beautiful.
1: Yeah, I I fully agree. Um, This is in my top five. I can say where it is in my top five right now if you want me to go ahead and stay on the topic of it. Yeah. Um, Are you good with that?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: Okay. well, this is is my number one. This is my number one. Killers.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Killers is your number one, folks. Killers is
1: my number one. So we'll still get to my other ones. We'll get to my honorable mentions. But while we're on the subject, I think we should just keep it keep it going. And um, yeah, like you said, the ending where Scorsese comes out and he speaks to the audience, it's it's him in a way admitting his guilt. And I think he's even spoken on it since, which I'm kind of conflicted on that. I don't really like it necessarily when filmmakers come out and have to like explain what they meant by something in a movie and giving in to like pressure. Right. But at the same time, I, I am glad that more people are understanding why he did that and why he felt the need to come out there, which is this story has been told by white people targeted to white audiences and told from the perspective of the FBI and not told from the perspective of the Osage. And by him coming out there, acknowledging that and taking that on himself, which is like by even me making this movie, even with all my intentions rewriting the script to focus more on the osage moving leo from the fbi agent and where they were originally going to focus on yeah. him as that uh which eventually went to um jesse Plemons, and framing it as that you know the relationship with molly um, even with that he is still in a way perpetrating this tragedy but it's a white filmmaker making the story and he says that and what does it cut to? Like you said, cuts to the Osage dance, the rising shot into the sky of modern Osage. Like there, there were there are modern lawn chairs in that shot. Um, oh, so like it's people now. And for for me at least, that is him handing the story back to them, and like this is your story, this is yours to tell, this is your. I legacy. didn't notice the
0: lawn chairs. So yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And so you know, it's like him giving it back to giving ownership back to where that story belongs. And it, it's such a beautiful meta moment. Um, Gladstone, Lily Gladstone. She's my pick for best actress. I love Emma Stone and poor things. I think, but... I
0: th- <laughs> I think we can yeah, both agree that like Lily is everybody's pick for best actress, you know, like <laughs>
1: <laughs> not everybody's, not everybody's, but I did look, no shade to Emma Stone. She's fantastic. And I think in just about any other year, I would want her to win for a performance like she gives in Poor Things. God, Lily Gladstone is just absolutely unbelievable. Even when she's not on screen, you can't not think about her. And yeah. to do that in a movie where you have Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro giving, I mean, honestly, this might be my favorite Leo performance. Really? Yeah, it's might be my favorite Leo performance, except <laughs> it's not my favorite Find performance the in the movie. Street. Well, another yeah. great choice. I yeah, yeah, really mine's Fall Street. <laughs> <laughs> another perfect performance. But um, for her to just dominate with such heavyweights, you know, is, is, uh, is, is, is incredible. So um, anyways, it's my favorite film of the year. Sorry to jump ahead, but that's okay. you were bringing up fantastic points. And I really wanted to, to piggyback off that in the yeah. grade school fashion of when someone's giving a presentation and they've already done the legwork for you and you want to go ahead and just capitalize yeah. off of that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, good metaphor, uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, beautiful movie. I'm glad that Apple gave it a full theatrical run. It made a decent amount of money. I'm so, and now okay, it's about I'm to so I'm so glad too. So, yeah, I'm yeah. so
0: glad too because like if you <laughs> because like it was the right choice because everybody got to see Killers Kills of the Flower Moon, and this inevitably like pushed back. You know, Apple TV Plus is like inevitable release. You know, as much as I now, this is kind of a hot take. As much as I would love to watch Kills of the Flower Moon on digital HD, I would rather have a physical. I would much rather have a physical media copy of it. You know, so yeah,
1: yeah, it'll come out soon. It'll come out soon. Um, I'm just I'm excited to have more people see it. I'm excited yeah. more people see it. That's for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Same here. All right. What's your number yeah. three?
1: My number three. I know I just said my number one. Um, I'll go to my number three now, which is Michael Mann's Ferrari.
0: <gasps> nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I do love me some man, man. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> he is the man. Um, I think I. If anybody has followed me on any of my on my page, um, or like you said, listen to Joe's podcast. We've talked about Man before. Um, He's probably my favorite filmmaker, along with David Lynch. Shout out to House of Cinema. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely go follow their podcast. Um, Love what they do. But um, Yeah, yeah, like, Michael Mann, he makes films about, uh, David Sims put it this way, Uh, he's like, shocker, Michael Mann makes another film about how masculinity is a prison, and it's like, yep he that's he's in his bag again Adam driver absolutely incredible Penelope Cruz my pick for best supporting actress if you were to put a gun to my head uh, she is phenomenal in the film and I mean he just he has such a visceral style. He's entering a new period uh, he's kind of not abandoned but he's refined his digital abstraction that he was really pioneering with. Collateral, Mammy Vice, Black Hat, Public Enemies. I love all those movies. Multiple ones in there, I think, are Stone Cold masterpieces, Mammy Vice, Black Hat, especially. Um, but this feels like a blend of his classical Heat, Last of the Mohican style, with that digital era. And then the film itself is dealing with uh, a quote unquote great man on the precipice of collapse, on the precipice of failure, and one stressful week in his life. And what was Michael Mann's last movie, Black Hat, which is notably uh, one of the 10 biggest box office bombs in the history of film, um, especially in the modern era. And it's to me is such a meta commentary on being driven as an artist, despite failure. um, Responding to public reaction to something um, that might be out of your control. Like the release of black hat was just not handled well, which also led partially to, I think it's, you know, and especially man thinks it's financial troubles. And so, um, it's almost like I phrased it in, uh, my review for it on letterbox, but it's man daring the rest of us to break first. He has this analogy in the movie where it's like, are you a professional? Or is like are yeah it's like are you uh, ge- either gentleman or professional or a competitor? It's like a professional slash gentleman, they will break and let someone pass them. A competitor will keep going, and it's like either you the the other person breaks first or fuck it we both die. And this is him pushing his style, pushing his boundaries, and daring audiences and critics and box office and all that. It's like whatever. If you want to give me money, I'm gonna keep doing what I'm gonna do, and if we both go up in flames because of it, and STX as a studio collapse, they no longer exist. <laughs> um, <laughs> then you know it's like we're both gonna go up. Who cares? And it's just him doing what he does best. So um, that's my my tangent, my ramble on on Ferrari. Absolutely loved it.
0: Yeah. What did I, you think? What
1: did you think about it? If you've seen it, I I, I remember,
0: adored yeah. Ferrari. You know. Hell yeah! Let's go. Yeah, yeah, I did. Like, I have it at a four point five. It should be higher, but, 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 but again, like a lot of like great movies came out that were like a, a a lot of great movies came out that it's like really hard to like put it in a higher spot. But yeah, I adored it. You know, like, like as you said, Penelope Cruz is like wonderful in this movie. Like, whenever like she's on screen, you don't know what she'll do. Like, is she gonna like, like, is she gonna like slam the That's table? Perfectly she... said. Is she gonna set, fire yeah. her gun again? You know, like in that like in that first scene, I was like, whoa, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite moments of the year, I think. It's just because it's so unexpected. I saw it with a pretty packed audience, albeit it was a small screen. But yeah, um, same thing when with that small happened, screen it was a jolt. Packed. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Small screen, packed theater. Essentially, essentially people are <laughs> Yeah, essentially people are loving Michael Mann right now. So, which is amazing. Considering on Twitter, a lot of people are tweeting about, you know, heat. So, yeah, yeah, heat, be vice to Collateral, like, everybody's, like, everybody's talking about Michael Mann, you know, which is amazing. We are truly back at a time where people care about movies, like, you know, and, and yeah, I really like that metaphor that you said, that, like, Ferrari is essentially, like, a meta-commentary on the failure of Black Hat and how, like, Michael Mann essentially bounced back with ferrari so, so let's say it's crazy that after nine years like he's back in his game well i mean like he was never like back like you never like lost it it's just that people weren't ready for black hat you know right or
1: yeah i mean for me black hat's one of the one of the masterpieces of the ooh, 2010s i think I it's. Still, one of the, i still the need to watch black H- films.
0: i still need to watch black hat ho so if- So so a lot of people are telling me to watch the director's cut, which is the superior version, right?
1: So I just, it's uh, funny you say that. I just watched that for the first time. It's exclusively, unless you find it on, you know, certain sectors of the internet. It's exclusively on Arrow Video's recent 4K release that they put out. Mm. Uh, I watched it. I got that. I I watched it for the first time. Now, I already believed Black Hat to be a masterpiece. Um, I really... I just, I loved the vibes. I loved what he was going for there, which I won't go on a tangent about that, but basically the director's cut reorganizes the film. The film opens with uh, a bang in the original one. Um, There's a, since you haven't seen it, I'm not going to go into it. And I know it's not a very well-watched film, um, although it is on Netflix actually, so it's pretty accessible right now. Yeah. uh, The the standard theatrical cut. Yeah. I like that cut, but the way the director's cut reorganizes it, it's just more narratively cohesive. Uh, It's easier to figure out, quote unquote, like what's happening and why people are doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas in the theatrical cut, there's a little bit of jumbled disorganization to it um, that you can tell kind of either, honestly, I can't remember if it was Mann who decided at the time the film needed a bigger bang to open with, um or if that was the studio but yeah if you can watch the director's cut although in my opinion the theatrical cut is also fantastic it's just if you're if you're on man's wavelength with what he's going for there if you liked miami vice um then
0: i I do love miami vice i'm a fiend for mojitos after all
1: (laughs) there we go there we go i know i know i know a place in cuba where we can go if you've yeah. got a speedboat in 4 hours we can get there.
0: Oh <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> yeah, um you should know that he is my favorite movie of all time probably. I ha-
1: it's in my top 5, brother.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man, I love Feet, you know. And <laughs> and of course like I love Collateral. Again, I love Miami Vice. I love Feet, Feet fucking rules. And I Oh my still- god.
1: Yeah, I watched that on vacation over, uh, over the Christmas holiday. And, um, it was, it was fantastic. I I mean, like I didn't bring anything with me and we were in a pretty remote area, but I watched it on Tubi. It's free on Tubi. If anybody Mm. is wondering where to watch Thief and doesn't want to shell out money to buy the Criterion Blu-ray, which I will say as a cinema sicko is a fantastic investment, a wise investment. If you have not considered it previously, uh, as the restoration is beautiful, but, it's on Tubi. Watch it, the, the fucks. I love that movie.
0: It does fuck. And uh, and, and I, also, I still need to watch Manhunter, and I still need to watch Last of the Mohicans. What else has he done? The Keep. I don't think I've seen the Keep. Oh man,
1: dude. Uh, Manhunter. Oh my. You gotta watch Manhunter as I, soon as I should
0: possible. Yeah, I should. Yeah. And gotta, uh, yeah. and uh, I've seen. I
1: love the Keep too. The Keep. Also good.
0: I think I think Public Enemies is good. I mean, I liked it when I was fifteen, and I rewatched it, and I still I like it. But do I think it's a masterpiece? I don't know. Like you know, it's a four star. It's a four star. Yeah, cast, I haven't
1: you know? I haven't seen it in a while. I saw it actually in lockdown in twenty twenty, and it was I think I, I gave it a four. Like you said, uh, not I'm not a Johnny Depp fan, so yeah, it was kind of tough hang in that regard. But still, it has a lot of his trademarks, his hallmarks. I. I think I would probably like it more now, uh, almost four years removed from when I saw it. Just honestly, like deeper into film, have read more, learned more about film. I think I might enjoy it more. But yeah, I would still, as of right now, I would rank it closer to the bottom, but.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, nice. So uh, as for Ferrari, uh, yeah, like I've said, yeah, yeah, like I've said, I adored it. If I were to rewatch it again, I would have it at a higher rating, or or, or have or, or put it much higher on the list. Like uh, Adam Dri- Evan Driver, Driver, Adam Driver is great. But, uh, Penelope Cruz steals the show. Really, really love the shots in this movie. The racing sequences go so hard, especially like oh you know goodness. that yes. that moment yes. that happens in like the third act. Crazy.
1: Be ready. It's and, insane. He and, he he goes to another level with that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and also like I don't know what people are complaining. I don't know why could people I don't know why people are complaining about the CG. I don't know why people are complaining about the CGI in this movie. It literally lasts for 3 seconds. Like could you calm down? Like like The Flash has worse CGI than this movie. Like I don't know what people are talking about. Like what?
1: Yeah, that's actually something I don't understand at all. Yeah. Me um, they also they also really did do a crash. They crashed these cars for real, and you can read about Eric Messerschmidt, the DP, who's also uh, shot The Killer this year. Uh, but they did do a crash, and so obviously it's enhanced with CG and there's CGI stand-ins for the and of course for- dummies, certainly. you know, like. Yeah. and but the thing is, they used dummies like to get the authentic body like how a body will fly around. They weighted the dummies down to more accurately represent a human body. And so to me too, the, look, the moment is jarring that we're talking about these car crash. There's multiple crashes in the film. Yeah. Um, they are jarring, but I mean, I don't know if anybody has seen a car crash. You can go watch the 1955 Le Mans disaster on YouTube, which is actually insane that that's on YouTube. So disclaimer, you're gonna watch people die Uh, on video so if you don't want to see that then don't look it up but the 1955 Le Mans disaster you see a car it explodes and the debris goes into the crowd and you see stuff happen and it's like yeah it's really jarring and ugly and surprising um but when you're traveling that fast in a metal thing like humans are not supposed to go that fast metal objects are not supposed to go that fast you know it's unnatural and so Mm -hmm when it fails to like to pull from a line from ferrari which he says you know typically something that is more perfect or is like when something is perfect it is more pleasurable to the eye or something like that to that extent um, yeah. when it crashes and crumples it's ugly and jarring and that's the point and so so many people are like oh yeah this really took me out of it it's like maybe it looks different because it's supposed to. I don't know. I feel kind yeah. of like a, a dick for phrasing it that way, but it, it really baffles <laughs> me. I, I don't understand it. And yeah,
0: way. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a, that's that's a really good point that you've made about about you know these crashes, which is like you know which is a highlight of the movie. By the way, um I don't know. A lot of people have said this, but Shane Lead Woodley was pretty bad in this movie. I don't think I liked her performance at all. I don't think I don't think it was that great. But uh, but yeah, that's my one gripe with it. But otherwise, great movie. Yeah,
1: yeah. She she wasn't like definitely was not my favorite part, and the accent especially could use some work. But I don't know. I mean, she was okay. It, it didn't take me out of it, but wasn't anything to write home about. So I'll, I'll yeah. give I'll give it that for sure. But anyway, yeah yeah yeah. What's yeah. your next one, man?
0: Okay, so we are going in number twos. So my number two is Oppenheimer. Yeah.
1: Love it. Love it, man. Good pick.
0: Yes. Um what 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 else could I say about Oppenheimer? You know, like a lot of people have said it. It's probably Christopher Nolan's like masterpiece probably. Like before like before I've considered Oppenheimer to be like his best movie. Like I've always thought like I thought I thought, I thought The Prestige was like his masterpiece, but yeah, Oppenheimer is—it's a class act. It works in performance, it works in cinematography, it works in score. Can you hear the music, Ludwig Gorenson? I ascend, you know, unbelievable, yeah, unbelievable. Star. And of course, you have the stacked cast, in which like, in which like almost everybody does a great, does a really really good performance. Um, um, like even Josh Hartnett, um, David, David, what's his name? And um and even Krumholtz. um, what? Yeah, 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 David, yeah. David Cromwell's yeah. um, yeah, David Cromholtz, Ben Safty, Emily Blunt, um, um, freaking freaking Jason Clark, um, uh, Gary Oldman who plays Harry, uh, I, I don't know who plays Harry Truman, who I now see as a goddamn scumbag because he didn't because he. <laughs> exactly think that japanese lives were like you know oh
1: man yeah if if you think that's moment that moment is bad just uh i don't know a couple google searches will tell you a lot about harry truman I, uh, I was a, as a history major yeah that's uh he's a piece of shit
0: oh uh, <laughs> uh, oh yeah but not uh but not worse than uh ronald reagan though but yeah well, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, though. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> let's we, not
1: get into that right now. I won't no, say I no. disagree, but let's let's. Yeah, we got to keep it keep the ships going ahead. Yeah, here. yeah.
0: So anyway, op, so, so 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 anyway, obviously, Killian Murphy is excellent. He's my pick for best actor. You know, for the best actor Oscar, um, unless Paul Giamatti wins, which I'm probably not going to complain about. But you know, and 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 yeah, it just not only is it. Is it a great telling of, of the invention of the atomic bomb? It warns us about the dangers of weapons of mass destruction, about how we are essentially complicit in America's in America's doing to end the war, even if it means committing unspeakable acts like wiping out an entire Japanese city just to end the war. And how and how Api you know, yes, I'm calling him Api. Api is, like, is racked with this guilt that essentially he... That essentially he's... That, that essentially he's living with the fact that he had a hand in the murders of, like, millions and millions of people. And, 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 and of course, you have this, like, court case in the middle of this movie involving... um sure, Involving Louis Strauss and how Louis Strauss, like... <laughs> <laughs> like has a petty like vendetta against him, all because like Oppie like completely ignored him and Oppie like you know made fun of him in front of like that in front of like in front of like a crowd of people or something. And it's just like really engaging to watch this movie in both color and black and white because in black and white you see the aftermath in black and white, whereas in color whereas the whereas in color you just see you see scientists building a bomb for the army whereas like you don't exactly think that that the u.s was gonna like use that bomb to like to again wipe out a japanese city so and of course like that and and of course like the ending is so is so perfect like the ending beautifully ties the film together it's such a great way how the film starts with like Oppy and albert einstein and, and 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 how Oppy ends with Einstein, like Einstein being like you know, essentially his influence, and how, ha- essentially his influence. Einstein, like being in his twilight years, learned being in his twilight years a man of science. Whereas, like with Oppy, a man of science, but he, but 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 in a way, he nearly brought destruction in the world. In terms of like being like in. In terms of like having a, having a head in the destruction of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, so yeah, those are my thoughts on Oppenheimer.
1: Yeah, it's I, a heavy movie,
0: it's heavy such movie. a heavy, heavy movie, heavy
1: movie. Uh, and coincidentally, it's also my number two.
0: Oh, whoa, okay, yeah. we can both talk about it, can, All right?
1: Yeah, exactly, we'll keep it going here, but yeah, I mean, like you said, it's it is uh just. Honestly, it's about the end of the world, you know, whether it's now or later, right. it's it's kind of just about that, which is that chain reaction that they start, you know, that that the U.S. started with the introduction of atomic bombs, atomic weapons um, into the world. And it is interesting to watch a film about this. And I've been reading, I've actually been reading the the Oppenheimer biography um, for the past couple of months. With, Have on you watched off-
0: um, The Day After Trinity? I, like, did. I watched I that did. after I saw it, yeah.
1: Yes, I did. I watched that. Fantastic documentary. Um, not, like, super in-depth, but just gives a good historical summary, kind of, of the events, and then the aftermath, uh, immediate aftermath. Um, but, yeah, it's just interesting to watch a film where no one has a concept of nuclear weapons, really. You know, like, the people at large, like, oh, yeah, they just that's something that people now can think about and have a concept of and know what would happen if a city or with if a government decided to make a nuclear strike in this day of age, like what that would mean for the world, whereas. Previous in this time nobody re- no one knew what that was there was no concept for it, except for the people really working on it and the blindness of Oppenheimer to continue this work um at all costs being so blinded by not just his genius but the idea of creating something and knowing that you have the ability the genius to create something doesn't always mean that you should um and then just on a technical level looks amazing like i don't know what to say like it looks so good the trinity test sequence is the tensest i've been in any film all year uh, mm-hmm. Even though you know what's going to happen, you know it's going to be successful because obviously the atmosphere didn't explode. We're still here. Uh, we know what happened in World War II, um, but just the way it's cut, the way it's edited, Goranson's score, like you mentioned, unbelievable. Killian Murphy, fantastic. Also, my pick for best actor. Uh, <laughs> we we share plenty of plenty of takes on here, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's you know the second most popular film or third most popular film of the year. Just by box office numbers. So most people have seen this. Um I don't know. It was good to be back in the back in the movies to see this. I drove three hours to see it in IMAX 70mm. And that wow. was an unforgettable experience.
0: I saw it in RPX, I think. Yeah. I saw it in RPX. Yeah. yeah. Uh what I would give to watch it at IMAX, but I think RPX was like a bit of a like a consolation prize there. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> so 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 yeah like typically Nolan is not exactly my favorite filmmaker I love his movies I love Memento I love Oppenheimer I love The Prestige um I do love Batman Begins hot take I love Batman Begins more than The Dark more than The Dark Knight but that's just It that is a hot take. Yeah, yeah it is, is a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> um and um and I love and uh I'm a bit mixed on Tenet I don't know like to me like Tenet it's oh, like to me the concept of tenet is confusing but my god the filmmaking is excellent.
1: <laughs> Don't think about it just feel it man, just feel <laughs> it.
0: Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's what people tell me. that's what a lot of people tell me honestly. Yeah. But uh but, but uh but yeah, and it's great that like Nolan is like getting all the it's like getting all the awards tension really whereas like <laughs> Like he's already like getting like best director nominations, which is amazing to see. Like he could, like he could win an Oscar for best director probably. So I'd
1: say he's the odds-on favorite. I mean, he is the odds-on favorite. If you look, if you look at the betting odds, um, he's who I would probably pick uh, to be the winner if I'm betting. You know, like it also seems in a way it's one of those it's time Oscars too. Yeah, where it's like. He hasn't, he's hardly been nominated, has never won. Um, And at this point, you know, he's got the receipts. The money is unbelievable. He is a brand name. He is his own brand, which is one of, is just a very rare status to get to throughout film, but especially right now. Um, And you even mentioned like, he's not not always one of your favorite filmmakers. I agree, honestly, like my three favorite Nolan films are his three previous, Dunkirk, Tenet, and this one. I, I'm i not a big fan of really any film he did before that. I enjoy Inception and I enjoy yeah. The Dark Knight. And obviously when I was younger and hadn't seen a lot of films, I was like, oh my God, this is the fucking best. This is the cream of the crop. This is that right, yeah. you know that extra medium rare steak. Uh, now I enjoy it. I enjoy those, but Dunkirk, Tennant, and especially this one, is him honing in on what he does best uh, rather than, trying to be like i don't know interstellar to me is like trying to be spielberg while trying to be stephen hawking and, or like kubrick and it does not is one of those one of my least favorite films and so the fact that i am so high on oppenheimer is not um was not expected for me to start the year i i mean in grad school my thesis was on was a critique of nolan's films <laughs> nice. that was literally my grad school thesis and um so for me to have it this high i just did not expect it but i absolutely loved it
0: nice nice yeah i mean uh, yeah i mean th- i mean again there was no doubt that i wasn't going to love oppenheimer i was going to love it really so yeah, yeah. uh all right now let's get into honorable mentions, Sally. So, sure. yeah. so what I'm gonna do is like I'm gonna go through the rest of my top ten from Letterboxd, which I picked out. So sure. my number six is Anatomy of a Fall. My number seven is Poor Things. All right. My number eight is Godzilla minus one.
1: Fantastic.
0: My number nine is the Holdovers.
1: Great movie. Ten is
0: Asteroid City.
1: Love it. All those are great. I love those films too. Um I guess to round I guess to make it a, a top ten um my six is poor things my seventh is evil does not exist uh right hamaguchi's latest uh, my number eight is master gardener paul schrader which mm-hmm. um i know you do not like uh which we do not have to go into (laughs) i mean we
0: can if you want we can debate Uh... master gardener if you'd like (laughs) Mm,
1: this is not the that's not the concept of the pod that's all right i would say if you have not seen master gardener it is of my opinion to to give it a chance especially if you're in the bag for schrader's lonely man saga that he has just embarked on throughout his whole career um number nine may december number 10 priscilla um I mean, I can keep going. Like we mentioned earlier, this is such a fantastic year for movies. Love Asteroid has- City, like you said, on your honorable mention. Love Godzilla, minus one. David Fincher's The Killer. Enjoyed that. My last shout-out, Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves. It I love that movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. Enjoyed it, that. It really was. It, it was
1: really
0: a blast. Ruled. Can we... So, how do we convince Hollywood to make more... Do- <laughs> uh, to make more fantasy comedy movies like this? Gosh. Especially more Dungeons & Dragons movies, because... <laughs> Yeah, it didn't do that well, and it should have. Like,
1: yeah, it it was uh it I mean it did okay, like it didn't do great, but I feel like even Paramount wasn't expecting it to be like some billion dollar movie, but it is uh it fights above its weight class. It yeah. was one of those I went in expecting to absolutely hate it. Now I've played D and D before, uh, not often, but I have played, it, and it's fun. I enjoy the game. Um, it really captures the magic of that game. I don't know, like yeah, it does. It it is such. It it's not completely sincere, um, but it is far more sincere and less winking than most blockbusters uh, today. (laughs) Um, Thor: Love the thunder. Yeah, don't bring that up, man. (laughs) No, no. You just just brought a curse upon this podcast. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay.
0: Yeah, now listen i just want more jonathan okay like more jonathan <laughs>
1: i want more short freak king bradley cooper is what i want
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 yeah. more yeah yeah bradley cooper should play more short kings than uh than playing people like lenny bernstein <laughs> yeah.
1: no i like maestro i like oh. Maestro. but if i'm taking any if i'm taking one bradley cooper thing from Dude. 2023 Dude, you should from see Jones and dragons
0: i i I mean, I mean, like neither of us care about the Golden Globes, right? But you should see the look on Bradley Cooper's face when uh, when Killian Murphy won. Like, it almost like oh, he I've wanted to it. kill him. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I've seen it. Look, man, he wants that Oscar, and I, it's it's cringe, but at the same time, I hundred percent respect it, and I absolutely love that there's a psycho working in Hollywood right now who wants an Oscar that bad. Because to be honest, he should have. He should have got it.
0: He should have got it, like, five years ago. Like, in... in tw- yeah, Stars
1: Born. I, yeah. Better thought, performance.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. A better performance than that stupid SNL um, Freddie Mercury role that Rami Malik played. Like, oh, God. Ugh. Awesome. Jesus Christ. The uh,
1: 2018 Oscars were, or I guess, what, 2019 Oscars for yeah. 2018 films. Disaster. I know. But, I mean, what? It, Green Book and then rami malik who i like but that freddie mercury performance is kind of abominable like it's not even good it's not even like a good performance that shouldn't have won but it was at least good it's like embarrassing it's weird
0: yeah yeah. weird yeah uh uh other movies i love this year how to blow up a pipeline blackberry yes great turn a movie called return to soul I don't know. Ooh, if... I haven't seen that. Really? No. Really? Yeah. It's on, it's on prime video right now. Like you can, if you have that, it's so good Adding to
1: my watch list.
0: Yeah. It's, it's such a great movie. I think you'd really cool. love it. Um, I also loved Priscilla again, guardians Fantastic. three, um, the killer and showing up. Yeah. And yeah. John Wick chapter four.
1: Great one as well. Love that.
0: And It, it, it broke my heart. That the movie had to like leave my top 10 just because there were just because just because again a lot of great movies came out yeah uh, it's
1: just you know what it's it's a burden and it sucks but it's great to look at your top 20 even and be like man i don't it feels weird not having that in there like um i mean how to blow up a pipeline's in my top 20. i also love that i love the yeah. iron claw uh Shyamalan's oh. knock of the cabin love that <laughs>
0: Of course the iron claw man. Yeah. Christian
1: Petzel's a Fire, which is on the Criterion Channel, a right? Fire now. was
0: really good. That. I really yeah. I really liked a Fire, yeah.
1: I like Maestro, sue me. I enjoy Maestro. And
0: good for but, you. I didn't. Yay. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Kane Muni, Court Martial, William Freakin's last film. Really Still, enjoyed watch that. that. Yeah. Um Buried on Paramount Plus with the Showtime like expansion pack, like it's a fucking video game. Um good movie. <laughs> thanksgiving eli roth i don't know i'm just naming movies at this point so many good movies this year i know yeah we gotta get to your number one what's your number one man Uh, i gotta know the people want to know
0: okay okay but before we do okay can we talk about dishonorable mentions though or
1: dishonorable mentions that's right oh that's my bad yes we will talk yes you go ahead you go okay
0: uh silent night which i know you haven't seen but i did i'll take your word for it (laughs) it's 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 so bad like for an action movie directed by john woo it's so boring like don't don't bother seeing it um um leave the world behind which is some netflix political post-apocalyptic thriller that i hated like like it's worse like it's essentially sam esmail trying to be like m night and it's so pathetic um shazam fury of the gods (laughs) the flash massive kick in the balls 65 (laughs) 65 there were some
1: stinkers (laughs) for all the good movies this year there were some bad ones
0: 65 was so terrible oh my god i I skipped it i couldn't i couldn't believe it it was it was awful and uh five nights at freddy's yeah Mm, not yeah not a good yeah not a good movie (laughs) by the way uh matt pat is leaving youtube everybody so, yeah. I'm yeah, sad there about were
1: it. there were some there were some bad ones. Um you, did you name 10? You list off 10 or just five?
0: Uh there were like I listed six of them.
1: Six. Okay. But you I'll can name five, five of six. them. You can name five no, of them. No, it's fine. I'll just pick out this isn't this isn't necessarily in descending order. Um I'll just name some movies that I think are pretty abysmal from this year. Saltburn, uh one of the dumbest movies I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it really, it really yeah. thinks it has a plot twist, and it simply does not have a plot twist.
0: Okay, uh, at all. Uh, real quick, would you say yeah. what is worse, saltburn or promising young woman? A uh, saltburn, salt Oh yeah. Uh, okay.
1: Promising young woman, um, I think other than the ending, is a decent film. Like, uh, I don't want to say Emerald Fennel is like talentless or a hack. Uh, I don't want to say that. I don't yeah. think it's true. Um, I don't don't even think Saltburn was like ill-intentioned or was like some evil movie. Like, I I think the, the main, the only read of it that I can get is pretty, uh, which is like, you know, if you're rich, watch out for people poorer than you getting your money. But I don't think it was pitched that way. I just think it is a structural issue. Um, trying to frame the film, like it has a twist really just kind of encourages a bad read of it. Um. Really, the biggest issue is that it's just not thought through. It feels like a first draft. Um, yeah. Anyways, not not to belabor that one. I, I know that movie is really popular and it's one of the most watched movies of 2023. Uh, some other bad ones you mentioned: Shazam. That movie is horrible. Uh, Heart that. of Stone, Gal Gadot's latest war crime. Oh yeah, um, I
0: didn't even name Heart of Stone. That I, I thought well, that movie look, wanted. That movie wanted to be Mission Impossible so bad. It did, wait,
1: and for Netflix <laughs> to release a pro AI movie during the actor strikes was,
0: uh, yeah, was a
1: choice. Was a choice. Let me put it to put it respectfully. Hey, I you want
0: to know a better spy movie that is that is more action packed and is anti AI? <laughs> Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning. <laughs>
1: there we go. Tom Cruise out here doing the Lord's work. Convincing Joe Biden that AI is a, is a, is a, is a threat. Saving
0: Warner Brothers now. Saving Warner Brothers now. Exactly. (laughs) Um,
1: Another terrible film, Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon. Um, Oh, I
0: didn't watch that yet.
1: Don't. I would tell you to save your time. Uh, Fucking sucked. Um, Looks like butt, (laughs) like it was shot in a Campbell soup can. Look, I'm talking bad about Zack Snyder, but... I liked his Snyder cut of Justice League. He won me over with that movie. I'd never really liked a film of his. I thought Man of Steel was pretty, it was decent. Um, I liked the Snyder cut though. I, I was someone who said it was never going to happen. It happened. So respect for him for getting his vision out there for that. Um, he needs to stop being his own DP because he's not good at it. Yeah. And
0: um, so Zach, again, just Zach seems, he seems like a nice guy, but his movies are not that great. You know? He seems like a
1: nice guy, which is makes it confusing as all hell why his movies are so ugly and mean. Um, anyways, yeah, and I don't even, on. yeah,
0: yeah, and I don't even like yeah. his <laughs> Watchmen adaptation. Like it's so bad. Like <laughs>
1: I've only seen the theatrical of that, which I know people say that the ultimate edition is much better, but yeah, I but, can't say that I'm itching to watch it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, either like why the fuck would I waste my time with the ultimate cut? I already hate the theatrical cut. Like, <laughs> Jesus, like if you just read the graphic novel look man the the snyder
1: the snyder cultists are gonna find this and flag it and i don't know they're gonna come (laughs) at you for it um
0: i i don't care
1: pretend i didn't say that snyder fans anyways
0: all right yeah uh, number ones here we go
1: yeah well uh, one more worse i can I say two more worse i'm sorry i have to get this out of my system sure I'm not going to spend much time on it. You don't even have to follow up, but I just have to put this out there. Gran Turismo is one of the worst films of all time.
0: Yeah, yeah. I saw your half-star review of it. Pretty good. I yeah.
1: genuinely I, – I, it took all the strength in my body to finish that corporate ad that you get in between, you in between like a YouTube ad break, something like that. That's what the movie looks like uh and then ghosted anna de and chris evans uh one of the most embarrassing movies i've ever seen in my life i feel bad for everyone involved um they should issue apologies the fact that stars i feel feel bad for chris
0: evans like why is he being put in these stupid action movies like that
1: and why is he agreeing he could just say no yeah. He could. He could say no. I I mean I know maybe the projects aren't out there but you could really Chris Evans if you're listening to this one good on you. <laughs> Subscribe to the Sarty Time podcast. Thank and you.
0: Two,
1: <laughs> stop being in dog shit like ghosted. What are you yeah. doing?
0: And uh, and Pain doing? Hustlers, that also came out.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that's a movie. I didn't watch that. I'll be honest, you just you just brought out a a movie that I forgot existed that feels like a fake (laughs) film (laughs) (laughs) all right well I already gave my number one
0: which is killers
1: so let's hear yours what's your number one
0: okay my number one I thought a lot about about this movie it took a lot of like shifts from the number one spot but my number one has to go to past lives
1: speak on it speak on it
0: it's it really hit me on a really deep and personal level. You know, I already knew, I already got the idea of what past lives was in which it's these two people who are reconnecting after after many years apart. And essentially yeah. it tells a story on, on the, it's about reconnecting with, it's about, it, it's essentially reconnecting with the past life and how your life has like moved on. And while the other person has moved on with their life in a sense, and like, and and then it's not essentially a love story. It's a story that I would say it's a reconnection story that would essentially earn its genre. And it's impressive that, and it's impressive that this is a movie that was made by a first time director like Celine Seog. Like no previous yeah. sh- like like no previous short films hell not even like a previous commercial that she did or they did like this is like Celine's this is like Celine' songs first attempt at making a movie and, and it it succeeded in my eyes like that's just like really the fact that that the fact that that happened like further impresses me like Greta Lee is awesome in this movie teo yo like like TOU is amazing in this. How he's not getting any awards recognition is just beyond me. You know, like he and I thought he was great. Like how this movie like breeds life into New York City, it's Seoul Korea, how different they are, how different and similar that they are, but essentially they're apart. Kind of like how these kind of like how these characters are apart. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it just yeah. speaks a lot into into like what if what if I stayed? What if I still connected with, with my uh, doctor, with my friend? What if, what if we ended up in a relationship? What if doctor, what if we, like what if we stayed together to be in a relationship or whatnot? And like, it, it really does speak to a lot of questions because I was in a place where I had a friend and I never like, and I never really got and I never really like got the chance to like reconnect or like reunite with her or him in a sense. And and I always wonder, like, how is she doing? How is he doing? You know, like is he living that is that is he living a perfect life? Is she living a perfect life? Like, like it's all about how how these lives are apart. And they also connect. It's all about like re- It's all about like connecting and reconnecting, and essentially like that ending, like still hits me. You know, like after their like reconnection, and he has to leave. Like it just hits her. You know. Yeah. And and, and she thinks about, you know, the guy a lot, and ugh. and also and also again, John Bacaro. Envy Yeah, like 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 I was MVP. Gonna say, John
1: Mugaro's I, I loved him in that film. I didn't mention it in my honorable mentions because I honestly I, I I thought it was your number one and I was right. Yeah. Um, beautiful film. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, the romance genre has, has taken some hits because of streaming and this is a nice rebound for it. Um, I didn't like it as or I guess I didn't like it as much as other people do or I love it as much as other people do, but that's not to say that I didn't love it. You know, It's it's one of those where like, I wish that I had that personal connection to really make it sing for me, um, but my enjoyment is more purely on the technical side of it, mm-hmm. um, even though the story doesn't necessarily speak to me personally. Um, it's still a fantastic movie. Like. I, I gave it like I gave it a four out of five, so it's not like I disliked it really at all. Um, Greta Lee, T.O.U. is fantastic. John Magaro, like you said, John Magaro, not the MVP of the movie. That would be disingenuous to say that. No, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. He's no. given,
1: yeah, he's given a he's given a difficult part, which his part could easily be a wet blanket, you know, where it's like you really just want her to dump his ass and get with the other guy.
0: From no, past. that's not yeah but, yeah that's not really what it's, it's not about. That. yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it's a really nuanced take on that, and I, I really like that that was probably my favorite part of the film, which is that. It sells you that um, that conflict that internal conflict, which is like i'm happy with where I am i'm happy with who I am i'm happy with who i'm with, but the what if is still there and it's reconciling like you said with those what ifs with those loose ends that you did not get to the end of, and the act of not getting to the end of it is why you still think about it all the time. And it's still there for you and why it still has an impact for you because there was that thread that led all the way up that you haven't seen the end of yet, even though you're happy with the path you're on. It's, um, it's, it's a lot more nuanced than I think even a lot of people are giving it credit for, even though it's given a lot of praise already. So fantastic film. I, I'm extremely extremely excited to see what celine song does next
0: yeah uh yeah 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 her second movie is gonna star jeremy allen white i think i forgot what it's called
1: dub already
0: mm, uh, yeah it's gonna be
1: good uh what's I'm it, looking called? it up right now it's called the materialists it oh. looks like yeah according to letterbox the materialists Um looks like another Love Triangle film based on the description.
0: Oh oh, yeah. Oh probably gonna be
1: fantastic.
0: (laughs) She she is an auteur in the making. Oh my god. Essentially, she could be the new Walkar Y. Who knows?
1: Speaking of Wonkar Y, got a got a like 20 hour TV show coming out this year.
0: I know and I know it. It's not showing anywhere.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna commit some redacted activities to get access to that i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> figure out a way i will find a way to watch one car wise new show slash extra long film i i uh i don't know I, I refuse i refuse to not be able to watch this
0: yeah yeah whoever
1: I mean, the studio is please release it in the states like I, uh i don't I know panic. hbo star
0: showtime prime anybody please I don't know my
1: iMessage. I'll watch it thirty seconds at a time. I'll watch it vertical on TikTok. I know that's blasphemous, but whatever <laughs> I gotta do to see this shit, I will. I will do it. Yeah. So, so send it our way. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. hmm Yeah. So that's that is my number one. Uh, yeah, and that concludes our top five movies. Uh, so Nathan, it was great to have you on here absolutely on man. always nice to have a fellow letterbox user on the podcast absolutely. so 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 yeah to recap our lists uh my number five is how do you live my number four is may december my number three is kills of the flower moon my number two is oppenheimer and my number one is past lives
1: and my number five is showing up my number four is boy and the heron or uh, how do you live? And my number yeah. three is Ferrari. My number two is Oppenheimer. And my number one is killers of the flower moon.
0: Hello. Hell, hell we yeah. We did it. Yeah, we did, we it. did it. We did it. Uh, those we are the top did it. fives in 2023. Um, 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 this, uh, uh, the, the, the end of the year list was bound to happen soon. Obviously there, there are going to be a lot of 2023 releases that we got to watch. Um, um oh, why we didn't point. talk about yeah. yeah yeah, why we didn't talk about the Zone of Interest is because neither of us fucking saw it.
1: It It's has almost not released here where yeah, I am yeah. and I'm assuming the same for you.
0: Yeah yeah, it's almost like these movie theaters aren't Nah, uh, 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 it's almost like these movie theater chains are preventing us from seeing it. Like what?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if it's the movie theater, I don't know if it's the theater chains or if it's A24 according to uh, the Box Office Mojo and the numbers, it's only in like 16 screens right now. So I'm not sure what A24's rollout plan is with that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me neither. Um, I still need to watch All of Us Strangers, wherever the hell that's coming out. Um, yeah, that's,
1: so- that's also not out wide. American Fiction has not been released where I am. Um, what's the, the Taste of Things? that That oh. played at a festival, which is the same one where I saw Evil Does Not Exist. But unfortunately, the screening file that the festival was sent did not have any subtitles, and so they had to cancel Shit. the screening. Which sucks <laughs>
0: because
1: um, I was supposed to have seen that, and from what I've heard, it's fantastic. But um, oh well, what can yeah. you
0: do? Yeah, oh well, what can you do? And another uh, movie news: um, I bought, I bought my online Sundance tickets. Woo! Hey there! Yeah. You go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Are you awesome. are you are you gonna attend Sundance or like watch online um, Sundance? Or
1: I I would love to. Um, I as as you found out firsthand by how difficult it was to find a time to record. I have a very hectic uh, work schedule, and damn. so damn um, because of the timing of the online screenings. Um. Even though some of them are just available all day, I, I might be able to get one. I might be able to get one in. I'm gonna yeah. try, um, but I don't think I'll be able to to do any uh, this year. Unfortunately, just a matter of time. Honestly, I got so little. T- I got so little time for movies already, and I give as much as I can to them. And so Sundance might have to go by the wayside. But I will be checking your letterbox and this thank podcast you. feed for your thoughts on the films that you're seeing. So
0: thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah guys, stay tuned for a uh Sundance 2024 episode. Uh and all and, and all of my letterbox reviews, uh the movies that I picked out for Sundance. So excited. Uh my film critic era is seemingly about to begin.
1: It's flourishing. Very, it's yeah, flourishing.
0: Yeah, 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 it's flourishing. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's going to flourish. So Yeah, very excited. Uh yeah, again, Nathan, thank you for having on. This is Of course, Sansi. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This has been the Safety Time podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I will see you guys next time.